when you graduate, what you have to go into something else. You just don't stop learning when you graduate yeah. college <laughs> or getting involved. And, and so I think that was where it was. And then all the things you're doing around innovation and design thinking and rapid prototyping can be applied to civics. And so Colab became a civic accelerator. How do you really get young people to think differently about their communities? Bridge the city. Whoa. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. And my name is Kyle Hagee. And I'm Elizabeth McLaren. That's right. Elizabeth is the newest team member here at Bridge the City. Uh, basically, she's been responsible for our amazing new logo, the website design, social media design, many other things that we absolutely cannot do. And Elizabeth can. So if you've noticed an increase in quality of Bridge the City lately, that's 100% Elizabeth. And now she's going to be on her first episode. So... It's very exciting stuff. Elizabeth, do you want to share what you do outside of Bridge the City? Sure. So I'm currently pursuing a master's degree in communication with a focus on digital media at Marquette. And I'm doing marketing communication work for a nonprofit in Milwaukee. And outside of that, I like to make art, take walks and hikes, put my teaching certificate to good use with my side hustle at a curriculum company. Um, I'm really excited to add Bridge the City to that list. I'm already having a lot of fun. Yes, and we're very fortunate to have Elizabeth with basically once she gets the master's degree she's going to get hired by some big design firm and Bridges City will go back to having very basic designs so <laughs> the next eight months we're just really going to have to utilize uh, your talents and so let's focus on today's episode we sat down with Jeremy Foyet and Joe Peschel who are two of the co-founders of CoLab which the episode is about today and CoLab is a civic accelerator here in Milwaukee. Now you might be thinking, what is yeah, a what, what civic is accelerator? Well, CoLab essentially takes a group of Milwaukeeans and gives them the opportunity to use their own diverse set of skills in partnership with the community to come up with a high impact solution for a specific space or place in the city. Yeah, and instead of you know a traditional business accelerator, which you often hear about, CoLab is really about kind of to steal a phrase from Jeremy, a return on community, not necessarily a return on investment. And as you will hear in the interview, the intentionality of CoLab is incredibly apparent. They have a heavy focus on being partners with the community and other stakeholders in the city, and not just trying to impose a, a top-down solution on an unsuspecting place. And I think this intentionality is something we can all learn from and, and hopefully other organizations have a lot of intentionality on what they're doing going forward as well. And as Milwaukee continues to see increased development, organizations like CoLab are going to be essential to make sure that every neighborhood in Milwaukee is seeing the benefits of investment as well as amplifying voices from across all of Milwaukee. And we're, I mean, again, we're really excited to have uh, Jeremy and Joe on this episode to talk about CoLab, not only because CoLab itself is very fascinating, you're really going to enjoy learning about it, but because you can take a lot of what CoLab is doing it and apply it to your own life or your own organization. And they really give out some great action steps at the end too. So thanks for listening to episode 43 of Bridge the City with Jeremy and Joe of CoLab. Enjoy the episode and we'll let them take it from here. 
My name is Jeremy Foyet. I am the co-founder and chief idea officer at Nuwaki. Nuwaki is a social architecture agency, and what that really means, it's the conscious design of an environment shifting the social behaviors towards a set of goals. And that goal could be talent, attracting to the city, that could be keeping people in the city, that could be engaging certain companies, that could be physical space, I mean, moving people to a space. So usually we're hired to increase engagement, connect people to place, passions, and their purpose. And I'm Joe Peschel. I'm the co-founder and uh, program director of The Commons. We work with students and uh, professionals to teach people how to think like entrepreneurs, apply their various skill sets, build their professional networks, and create things of impact. Uh, we have partnered up with all the local colleges, a bunch of high schools, local corporations, um, and over the last five years have really gotten people working alongside one another and uh, doing new things whether that's for their careers or for their community. Uh, we're actually going to not talk about these organizations today, although Perfect. they sound Good. great. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about something called the CoLab, which uh, was created by Milwaukee, the Commons, and also Startup Milwaukee. So can you just talk about where the overlap of your organizations kind of is and how that overlap created something like CoLab? One of the things that we are asked a lot at Milwaukee is, how do I get involved? And what do people then give somebody that wants to get involved? Usually it's go work the check-in table, go pack that box or move this stuff. And we're like, well, what does get involved really mean? And what can we provide? Well, we're not a nonprofit. So legally, we can't have a volunteer at our events. And what are you really getting involved if you are doing something so minimal? Getting involved really is about empowering people, connecting them and letting them build something. And so we said, we got to figure something out here. We're doing a lot of place-based strategy. We're doing a lot of programs around the city and are the commons, and I won't steal Joe's thunder, but has college students that graduate that turn into younger people that generally want to get, they lose their social networks. They lose some of their connections when they graduate. And we have this group of young people that want to get more uh, engaged and they had the, kind of the, I guess, the process of what that looked like. Yeah, I mean, it was hitting all the right, right marks. Uh, we're talking about talent. We're talking about connectivity to a community. We're talking about the innovation process and, and doing new things. Uh, it was kind of this, this perfect partnership uh, between the organizations. And like Jeremy was saying, you know, you, you interact with all these people day in and day out with the programs that we respectfully do. Uh, and they're asking what's, what's next, how to get more involved, how do I do the, the next thing? And as over the last five years, as we've built up the commons, it started as Okay, uh, students, A. B, uh, we had entrepreneurship, and then there's innovation and all that sort of stuff. And immediately everyone's like, well, how many students are you getting hired into jobs and internships? How many new companies are you starting out of this? And we we're like, I don't think that's really what we're doing. And we're able to con we were able to confirm that over several years of, of growing the organization. And so we we're all uh, about skill development, network connectivity, and then that sense of of purpose in your place. While we uh, built up our curriculum and, and refined that process, we really found that it was when we were able to pull back the curtain a little bit and say, this is why you should also, not only you know, should you get these skills and, and, and meet these people and get that job or that internship or what have you, but fall in love with this place. And that's the perfect storm for talent retention. And just in our uh, conversations with with Milwaukee, it's like this is we're we're out for the same mission now. Uh, and so from there, you have a pretty good playground. Uh, yeah, just like an ecosystem. Like when yeah. you graduate, 
I'm not, you guys have alumni and mentors, but when you graduate, what you have to go into something else. You just don't stop learning when you graduate college (laughs) or getting involved. And and so I think that was where it was. And then all the things you're doing around innovation and design thinking and rapid prototyping can be applied to civics. And so Colab became a civic accelerator. How do you really get young people to think differently about their communities? So speaking specifically about Colab, what prompted its creation as far as what problem it's trying to solve? In all of Milwaukee's other work, we sometimes get integrated or asked a lot from uh, from the bids to say, what would you do to bring people to my community? And, and if people don't know what a bid is, bid stands for Business Improvement District. I believe Milwaukee has 32 of them. Property owners in a, usually a commercial corridor or a geography pay an, an extra assessed tax on themselves to do beautification projects, to do programs in their community, to clean the, the streets, uh, things things like that. And, and sometimes it's economic development. So it's all different. So they are sometimes understaffed and under capacity, but they also have revenue, right? So they have consistency in income coming in. Um, so we thought, well, the business improvement districts, which are usually commercial corridors, have challenges. And we have worked with them and consulted them on many different ones. This one was like, well, why don't we just listen to their challenges and help them kind of come up with some and then have other people help solve that problem through a process. Yeah, and then on our side for the Commons, the Commons is an initiative of the Greater Milwaukee Committee, the GMC, uh, which is a civic organization dedicated to making uh, Milwaukee a great a great place. And so they look at economic prosperity, vibrancy of place, talent and innovation. And when we were building up the Commons, we uh, started to integrate local nonprofit challenges in and, and civic challenges. And we just found such passion and vibrancy from the students that would work on those projects. So we saw this draw towards those challenges. So then we just looked at, at our, our networks between Milwaukee, between uh, the commons, between Greater Milwaukee, between Startup Milwaukee, and, and just we leveraged all those assets. And we put together a program that would uh, take a group of, of young professionals and really dig in and, and take them through it. So um, you have these bids, you have a bunch of people that are interested in working with them and kind of like you said, it's a civic accelerator doing some civic engagement, some civic projects. Walk us through the the bids that were selected to actually be, you know, have the work done through CoLab. And what what was the kind of seven-week span of the teams that worked on those bids? Like, what did they all do? We, we just went to the city's commercial corridor leader, Ken Little, gave us a list of them. Um, we had like an application process. And we just chose three kind of completely different neighborhoods, Avenues West, um, and then we chose Mitchell Street, so something on the south side of Milwaukee, and then Granville, a completely different uh, set of challenges, a different, different neighborhood, which is northwest side of the city, which is, you know, across the border. I think you're in Mequon, so that's it's way it's on the county line or the city line, and uh, so those neighborhoods were chosen just because of the the difference in geography and the different challenges they had, and then the bids um, have, have staff. We kind of worked together to to figure out how how most effectively could we take a group of people that have maybe never done this type of work before, uh, put together an experience where they're going to develop new skill sets and, and learn the tactical side of creative problem solving, but then also really dig in to the uh, cultural aspect, to the challenges of working with a neighborhood to which you do not belong. That was probably for us the the biggest area of opportunity to, to get a group of people together and say, listen, this is not going to be us sitting in a room for eight weeks and coming up with ideas and then just imposing that on 
on a neighborhood to which you do not belong. Uh, and so it, it was about community engagement. It was about getting out there and developing this new uh, level of empathy to work directly alongside residents. Uh, and that was one of our asks of, yeah. of the bids as well as to send one of the residents through the program. And, and we did that. at you know, Yeah. Each bid got a scholarship yeah. to give a member of the community um, to go through the program. So that was like a cool way to have someone that, you know, lives there give advice and say, that's not going to work or, or, <laughs> or that, you know, we haven't thought about that way or here's, here's the political landmine. You might think if you do that, so that was really important. And then the mentors and the coaches came from the neighborhood as well. <laughs> In terms of a process, you know, what do we actually do? Uh, we spent uh, a full weekend, Saturday, Sunday, with this uh, group. And at, at the end of the day, we had 18 that we selected to mm -hmm. go go through this. Uh, so three teams of six. And uh, we had our, our participants uh, go through an entire weekend we call it kickoff weekend, but it was like a full crash course in, in everything that we would be doing for the remaining several weeks. Uh, but this crash course also included, like Jeremy mentioned earlier, uh, some of the cultural competency training with the Zeidler Center, as well as this really awesome tour through all three of those neighborhoods uh, hosted and led by Adam Carr, who is just this incredible human being that knows everything about the city. And so we uh, we, we did that. We, we stopped. Uh, we got off the bus. We toured all these different neighborhoods. We uh, met people from the neighborhoods. We ate their food. We drank their drink. It was like a full dive into into what it's like to uh, live and work and try to change those communities. And we heard from each one of the bid directors. Uh, it was this really great uh, crash course weekend. And then we spent the next um, uh, seven weeks going through a series of evening workshops on Thursday nights uh, where we went through the full innovation creative problem solving process uh, as, as we at the Commons have created a curriculum around uh, and so we took all these young professionals through that. We uh, engaged with local uh, community leaders and residents of these communities and entrepreneurs to mentor and coach the teams, to get them pushing themselves, to get them thinking outside the box. And then at the end, we had uh, Newwalkie's Big Impact events. And I'll let Jeremy talk a little bit yeah, about the that. Yeah, the Big Impact was something we started a few years ago, which uh, basically was a crowdfunded, crowdsourced philanthropy event. And the thought was galas happen all over the city and they're usually like a hundred bucks you got to eat dry chicken you got to dress up in tuxedo and they're pretty generally pretty boring and we thought well how can we change the way we do a philanthropy event so we charge 25 dollars, and then you got a voting card so you came in you got 25 dollars, you get a voting card and we got the rest of the stuff donated everything that's raised at every year twenty five hundred dollars goes to the project that wins with the most votes so everybody in the crowd becomes a judge in, in a certain way. In an investor. In an investor. So it's like everybody has a piece of ownership in the project. One team won 5,000, one team won 1,000, and one team won 500. So someone got something. The relationships they created, other companies started stepping up and getting involved. Like Harley got really involved in the thing in Avenues West. Um, so there's there's stuff beyond it. And then people come up after and go, I really love that project. I know you didn't win, but I want to help that come to life. So that's what you do when you kind of empower the crowd to empower the people. Yeah, and what was uh, really special about about that big impact event is you know here are all these uh, teams that have been working on these projects for several weeks now, and I mean it's we sprint through that stuff. It is it's fast and it's it can be frustrating at times, but here you get up on stage, you present to this audience. It is uh, a pure celebration in this work, and then 
you find out that you can get funding for your ideas and this is going you know to the bid district to to uh, implement these things and the way that we treated all of the projects it was sure you have this uh, you know big and bold vision of how to solve this challenge presented to you but then you also have something that you can uh, implement and and start to test and prototype uh, to borrow some language from the the startup world um, to actually start to get it done and and to to try it out and every one of the projects even the the team that won uh $500 like we can do this we can test out and see if this will work if it will gain traction and if we can start to grow it and scale it and find other supporters and get to that big vision that you've outlined uh so that was a really important piece of of our process and our, and our planning for this so you mentioned a little bit about the what of cultural competency and listening to residents and having residents of the community inform what the participants are doing. Can you speak a little bit more to the why, why that was a priority for you to have cultural competency training and have the residents involved? We wanted to be really intentional with this, not just being a purely theoretical exercise. We wanted it to be unique, to leverage the the assets, the people, the energy, the culture of those neighborhoods in order to make it genuine and authentic. Because uh, it's really easy to gloss over all of that. And then here we are presenting a solution and you put it in front of of 100 of the residents and 99 of them would be like, that doesn't feel like us. You know, like, like are you serious? Um, and instead we wanted to, to have these participants uh, get a little uncomfortable, meet some new people, go to somewhere in the city that they have not been before to eat at a restaurant that they haven't been. I mean, like, like yeah. even some very simple little things, it was, it was eye-opening. And uh, what I found really great about that was we talk about how we're the most segregated city, and that's usually like a thing that's been repeated all the time, and then no one talks about solutions to fix it. And it, it, this isn't the solution to fix it, but it is a little bit of something to have people be going to different neighborhoods they, they don't live in and participating in the culture. So you both mentioned um, wanting to make sure that this had a lasting impact and kind of kept going and it wasn't just a presentation in a room. Can you talk about like, what are the hopes for the, like maybe let's just focus on the project that won a lot of the money. What are they doing with that money? What was their plan? And how do you see this progressing as the years go by? Um, so the theater, if you don't know, is on Mitchell Street, it's on 12th and Mitchell or 11th and Mitchell's address. It's the Majeska Theater, huge um, history. Mitchell Street actually had, I think, three or four theaters on the street back in the day. But um, the theater, anyways, had a history of the neighborhood, and uh, it's been empty for a while. Um, I think it flooded. I think there, someone tried to revive it. Now I think they believe there's an open RFP on. That's why we picked that project and the bid picked the project. Like, what can happen around there? Uh, the if you've never been on Mitchell Street, it's probably one of the gorgeous streets in the city um, from a from an architecture standpoint, a historical standpoint. It's historic Mitchell Street. Uh, and this building is beautiful. So what that what that used to be, the theater was a gathering community gathering space. The thought was, in the meantime, can we create some kind of gathering space on the street that is very busy? Uh, if you're, I was just down there today. It's just it's just packed. Like, this, but then after nine o'clock, it's not. And the theater used to provide some kind of nightlife. Uh, so this was a way to gather community on a street where people shop, where people work. Um, and that was kind of the start of why we selected that project. Yeah, I love the the very purposeful phrasing that they that they had for the challenge. It was how do we turn the Majeska Theater back into an emblematic center for the neighborhood and its culture? 
And so the the team themselves uh, put together this fantastic plan. I'll, I'll make the mention here uh, to speak to the diversity of the team and, and their various skill sets. Uh, we had everyone from someone that worked at, at the city of, the Mo- of Milwaukee that had all these access, all the access to all the city plans and, and, and everything like that. And, and like was able to pull together all this fantastic data around uh, the neighborhood and, and the surrounding neighborhoods and the street itself and like put together an amazing case for, for why this will work. Uh, her all the way to uh, a gentleman that worked for a local architecture firm. And so guess who was doing all these mock-ups for, you know, like how this thing could look. It was pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, was, it was a very nicely uh, presented presentation. And so, so they, they had this uh, fantastic vision for what this thing could turn into. And it really hit on, on all of those aspects of, uh, you know, uh, retail along the street, but then pulls you uh, through the building. So it wasn't purely a, I, I stop at the outside sort of thing, but rather I can, uh, there's, there's commerce, there's entertainment, there's, uh, uh, learn and, and work and play, uh, all the way to the, the back parking lot. And they said, well, you know, if, if we're going to have, a uh, again, to borrow language from the startup world, a minimum viable prototype, something to get out there sooner than later. And with a, a reasonable amount of investment, why not just activate the parking lot? You know, that doesn't need new plumbing. That doesn't need a new roof. It, it's it's a parking lot. And so can we turn this into a community gathering space? What does that look like? How do we embrace the culture and the heritage of your historic M- Mitchell Street? But then also find a spot for people to engage after 9 p.m. So I'm curious, are you engaging any funders on the back end of saying like, we have a really diverse, talented team. They've come up with this plan. The bid is is bought into this plan. Can we get some capital to, to push this to the next level? Yeah, um, that's why Bridge the City has just donated. <laughs> uh, Thank you yes. for the giant check. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, the bid has a board. Board's made up of residents, business leaders, and obviously building owners. And the Mitchell Street board actually is really cool. It has artists that are on the board as well. So they're really diverse. And so it was really cool to kind of engage in them too. So yeah, the bid is is has a budget. Um, this is part of it. The bid could allocate more money. We, we've been actively talking to some of the foundations to see if this is viable. It, the hardest thing about this specific project is there's no site control of the actual theater um, because no one or someone owns it, but this isn't their plan. And uh, the owner is trying, it is up for an RFP and is looking for a buyer, but to buy this and turn it into this, uh, or turn it into anything, I think needs five, six million dollars because it is, it, there is water damage. There's a lot of things that um, happened when you leave a building sit for a while. So a good action stuff for listeners is come up with five or six million dollars yeah, and yeah. buy the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's people have, you know, obviously Milwaukee has a lot of theaters, so it's been done. Um, you got to put a good team together to make it happen. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, this, this partnership between the commons, Milwaukee, startup Milwaukee are leveraging our shared networks of people and, and potential donors and folks that might be interested. Also just folks that can help out on, on these sort of projects. Part of our offer is, hey, we work with a bunch of great college and high school students. Uh, how can we offer uh, some additional hands and, and talent that might be able to uh, you know, help chip away at this project even further? After going through this process, what results have you seen? What feedback have you gotten from participants, bids, communities? What we did want to do that was really important was have an assessment of this. So um, obviously employers are sponsoring their their um, employees to go through this. And when you give money, you want to re- 
an ROI, what everybody says. And I always go back and say, no, you want to ROC, return on community. That's what you should be thinking of. And, but then oh, they say, look at that. Then they say, no, no we're they not say, ROI. We need ROI. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, but what I was really, this program also is about getting involved, right? And the projects are one component of this. But the other thing is, how do I use this as a retention strategy for people to get engaged and plant roots and find belonging? So I'll just share with you a couple of the really interesting things that came up, and Joel probably remembers these off the top of his head, but um, we asked people before, like, I'm confident in my ability to facilitate teamwork towards a shared goal and navigate team conflict and apply a variety of tech tools to um, in- enhance collaboration. So we had a 16.9% increase. We asked people, did the, by going through this program, did you do you feel like you belong more in your community in Milwaukee? And we had a 26.4% increase, uh, a 35% increase the feeling like they're a change agent in their community. Uh, and then there's a lot of other skills like risk-taking and adaptability, we, we, um, communication, critical thinking. Everything had an increase. Um, almost all of them besides one were double-digit increases um, from the start afterwards. They were working, you know, they had to meet every Thursday night. They were working 10 hours a week extra like on the sides meeting. So I was afraid people would drop off because I don't know if you've ever served on a committee um, how you start with 10, you end up with eight, and then you have six, and then you have one, and that person does <laughs> So no one dropped off, and people were extremely engaged. So what it told me is that the curriculum is good. There's a plug for you, Joe. Thank you. Um, good facilitation. And this meant something to the people to feel like they could, they, 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 they're they here. And they also met new people. You know, you, you work, you go through eight weeks of a crash course like this with five other people you are strangers, and then you meet all these mentors, you meet a network. It's valuable. So what it tells us is that looking at these results, giving them back to the employer, and then us going, well, how do we not get 18 people through this, but how do we get 200? And how do we, you know, how do we do this twice a year besides one a year? This is a tool that is solving a problem, I think, over time. And this was the pilot. So we'll know more as we you know, do it more. But. Yeah, it's and it is about that. It's about doing it more. It's about turning these 18 that just went through into the next set of mentors and coaches and leaders for our next cohort. It's about assembling an alumni network. It's about turning all of these people armed with this new skill set, mindset, and connectivity to the community into those change agents to do things differently, to not be satisfied with the status quo, to understand what it's like to span uh, geographic boundaries and community boundaries and find welcoming homes in these other new spaces. A big concept of Bridge of City is giving people action steps on how they can get more engaged in their community. Uh, a, a side note, it sounds like you guys essentially took that concept and just did it way better than we could. So well done. But you guys both have had a lot of experience with the community. You know, you and your work with the commons in Milwaukee. If people are looking to get engaged in Milwaukee, make Milwaukee a better place, what are some tangible action steps that you've seen be really effective in moving Milwaukee forward? I think the challenge I always give people is on your calendar, if you use Google Calendar or whatever, you paper calendar or notebook or whatever, is put something on there for three hours and go to a different neighborhood, like explore something different. Go to a different program, a different event that doesn't fit what you would normally do. So if you're in technology, go to an art event. If you're an artist, go to something different, a business event. Try to get out of your comfort zone. Um, go to some, go to something different. Engage with people. 
And uh, that's kind of always my challenge to people because I think we get so caught up in our own bubbles. So even my challenge to myself this year, my New Year's resolution was every month I'm going to go to one event that I would never go to normally. And I've been doing that, you know, so I'm just trying to get myself always doing something different. I think it's important to explore the city and know that and get out. Like if you just live in the third ward or you just live in Wauwatosa or you just live in West Dallas, it's important to not just um, have perception, but have reality. I will often tell people that if I had a tattoo, um, it would be get more comfortable being uncomfortable. I, I'm a firm believer in that. So I have to plus one Jeremy's concept here of, of exploring your city, getting uh, yourself involved in things that you normally wouldn't do. Uh, say yes to those things. And as wild and weird and odd and uncomfortable as they may seem, say yes to them and, and show up to them. And uh, yeah. even if it's just once, but try your hand at twice and yeah. see what it's like three times, uh, you might find a new sense of community and, and belonging uh, with those people and, and, and now with this place. Um, and then you get to take it to the next level. Uh, there, is, there is so much trapped up in our heads as we go through every day of our lives and see something that might bother us or make us uh, uh, feel like, why is that not a better uh, thing? And whether it's, uh, you know, your physical environment or your lack of, of knowledge of another community or uh, some of our social issues that we see in, in every, uh, every city and, and every uh, community get involved and, and see what it's like to be on uh, an active and engaged member of your neighborhood association or uh, some somebody's sharing a flyer to, you know, show up and volunteer at your local library, see what that's like and get involved now and, and take that next action. So this was really awesome. I was doing research beforehand and I was like, we're going to grill them on like cultural competency and just imposing a plan on the neighborhood. So it was, <laughs> it was a really refreshing to hear that that was really centered and that the object wasn't to get a bunch of, you know, white people to look at an impoverished neighborhood and then make a plan and then leave. It was actually to get a diverse group of people and go make a difference with buy-in from the neighborhood and with the bid. So I really applaud you both for centering that. Um, so thanks for the collab. I'm really excited to see this grow. And thanks so much for being on the podcast as well. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Bridge the city. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So CoLab really demonstrates the idea that to make authentic and effective solutions, you actually have to be a part of the community and know the community that's affected by the problem that you're trying to solve. And getting to know Milwaukee's many communities is possible for anyone in the city. It doesn't have to be super intimidating. It doesn't matter if you're new to the city or born and raised here. It doesn't matter how much traditional power you feel like you have, or if you're a master networker or a total introvert like me. When I was new to the city like three years ago, I was really intimidated by all of the neighborhoods in Milwaukee and I heard so many narratives that kept me from exploring those neighborhoods but from living and working in places that I was initially uncomfortable I really got to know the communities I interacted with and I think that actually improved the work that I was doing and talking to Joe and Jeremy reminded me how much more of Milwaukee I have to get to know and it's exciting that CoLab is making that possible for so many people in the city. So this was one of my favorite episodes for a variety of reasons. I think something like CoLab is just 
so important. And I hope that's what all you listeners took away from this episode. And why I say that is, one, it's extremely innovative. It's taking these principles that have typically been applied to business accelerators or startups and applying them to groups that can go out and positively impact the community. Second, it's actually being thoughtful about cultural competency, about the diversity of the team, about working in partnership with neighborhoods, with bids, with the city, with stakeholders. So one, the ideas are actually realistic. uh, And two, they have a higher chance of being implemented. Finally, the neighborhood can feel like it has ownership of these projects. But I think ultimately what makes me really excited for Colab to continue and hopefully get bigger and bigger, as Jeremy alluded to, is the idea that this is something that does really bridge the city. It's a space where people are coming from all different types of backgrounds. We have community members, we have professionals, we have students, all working to make a positive social impact on a place or a space in our city. And having people be invited to new spaces to work with people they wouldn't normally work with, to get the history of part of the city that they might not typically go to. I think it just expands everyone's worldview of what Milwaukee really is. It makes people feel more connected to this place we all call home. And ultimately, it breaks down perceptions and gives you a reality of what Milwaukee is actually like, but most importantly, what Milwaukee can be. We've been doing a lot of thinking about community as a team and something that we developed is that community is not something you get community is something you do and i think collab is a perfect example of community in action so a big thank you once again to jeremy and joe um for you know creating collab but obviously more importantly coming on the podcast and we want to thank you all for listening again this is episode 43 if this is your first time listening you can find us on bridge the city podcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts If you took away anything from this episode or previous episodes that you found has positively impacted your life or the community, please rate and review the show on iTunes. This just helps other people, other Milwaukeeans discover the podcast and hopefully inspires more people to take action in their community. Again, we end every episode with action steps because we think sound bites are not solutions. And what that means is when you listen, we hope you're actually taking part in these action steps. I think we got two really great ones today from jeremy and joe hopefully you were really interested in collab you can find them at collabmke.com definitely check that website out we at bridges city really want to see the programming expand at collab we think it has a lot of potential and is doing some amazing things so once again thank you all for listening keep taking the action steps and as always let us know how you are helping bridge the city bridge the city